What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. You're listening to Locker Room Hype, episode 24. As always, I'm James. I'm Aaron Pena. Rough, tough, real stuff, Texas A&M. Gigam, I'm Joseph King. What's up? What's up, guys? It's been a while since we've gotten behind the mic, talk sports. Hey, hold on, hold on. Sports, I love it. I want you to introduce yourself again, please, Joseph. Why? No, because no, you're... Kinda, no, kind of, no. I was just doing the end no, of the like fight song. Rough, rough tough, tough, real stuff, tough. Texas A&M. That's the end of the... Okay. Like, when you hear those trumpets... Rough, tough, real stuff, Texas A&M. I don't know. That whole... The whole Texas A&M fight song is about beating the shit out of the University of Texas. Or TU, if you are an Aggie. Right. Or sooner, you don't call it UT. You know, because it's to you. I know when I got to Tech, and you know we were doing our fight song, the last whatever the last words, it's we will wreck or we will hit them, we will wreck them, and then each fucking freshman will go, "We'll fucking kick your ass." I'm like, "What? <laughs> That's not part of the song?" Yeah, I'm like, "That is not no." And, every, they, and everybody would do it. I'm like, "So stupid, it's so stupid." Aren't you know. going down to College Station pretty soon? Oh hell yeah, man! I get to go down in April. My little cousin doing his ring dunk. Oh yeah! Fuck yeah! Oh, dude. Th- this is the cousin you said that's going. Yes. There. What, what? How? How? Uh, he's, he's about done, right? Yeah, he's done, man. He's about to do his ring dunk in April. You know, my aunt was like, you know, well, dude. I was like, fuck no! I don't care what COVID has to do. We're gonna be at his damn ring dunk. Like that is. So I've been it, to, explain to everyone what the ring dunk actually I is. I mean, it's just so. I mean, I don't know much. Only thing I know is like. In order to put their ring on the right way mm-hmm. before they got a, they well, they pretty much get a pitcher of beer. Yep. Or I guess they could do wine too. I don't know. Just whatever preference. It started in wine, I think, when all yeah. the hoity toities started that tradition at so, But, and plus the color of red wine yeah. is kind of like the maroon. Maroon, yeah. And that's what it started. But, like, you know, as colleges develop and grow, tradition. It's still there, but yeah. if you want to throw your own twist on it, we're going to dunk it in a beer. But, I mean, it's, I mean, I've been to, I went to two. They were all at the same time and everything like that. And, I mean, talk, like, it is probably, like, it's, I would probably say what's probably one of the top five traditions mm-hmm. yeah, that a and does. It's up there. I mean, like, the whole thing, I saw a thing on Twitter that made me laugh. Like, somebody uh, was talking about. Something that A&M was doing, and they weren't an Aggie. They weren't really – it wasn't even sports-related. It was just, like, the college in se- itself. And, like, they said, man, Texas A&M, it's, it's like a cult. And there was, like, a lot of people, and I just kind of was like, as a fan, as an Aggie, yeah, I, I can't argue that. Yeah, it I is mean, a cult. Yeah, I mean, most universities but, are that way. It's just a huge fraternity that everybody's a part of yeah. forever. Uh, you know, but the coolest – I think the coolest tradition I ever heard was the uh, – I think I, I don't know. I don't want to butcher it. Something about yellow. Something about ye- like the yellow, yellow, the yellow rose of Texas. I don't know. At A and M, yellow. See, I can't remember. It's like yellow day. See, that's the thing about A and M. And what there's they, so many traditions, but you have to have been a previous student to really know all of them. Or muster day. No muster day. Yeah, must. Thank you. Yeah, muster day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? But then they started explaining it to me. It's like. They do it for the memory of like all the fallen comrades, and but also at the same time, like they said, you know, if you like a lot, I mean, and they take it very seriously. It doesn't matter where you're at in the world or whatever. You find you try to find the number of Aggies around, and you just get together and you just talk and you talk about the memories of. And I was like. And they do that all the time, all every year. It's a and brotherhood, like, sisterhood. Like, that is badass. Yeah. Like they, they are probably and like I just hate. 
you guys can both attest to this. I mean, maybe not you because you're a tech fan, <laughs> but it is the being like take Texas Tech out of the equation because oh, of God. how newer it is, oh, right? Yeah. As a university, to me, A and M is the. It's just I'm not talking sports. Just saying from a university standpoint, it's the best university in the state of Texas, and I hate that UT gets so much clout because there's so much, so much, so much more tradition yeah. at A and M than there is UT. I, I mean, I'm not going to disagree on that because yeah, and A and M is in more of a college town versus like the UT town. is in a but city city metroplex. I mean, metroplex, yeah. I know every time I've been down there, man, it, they are the most welcoming people I've ever met. I I love My, college station, very man. very welcoming. Yeah. I don't have anything if, against A&M. If, if I, like, honestly, like, there were times where, like, I didn't know where they were. Like, hey, they're like, oh, yeah, it's right. This, you know, they, just like that. I hey, mean, we, we both graduated from mm-hmm. West Texas A&M, sister then, school. So, I mean, we always heard. White trash A&M. Woo! Go Buffs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. The partnership between the two universities. I mean, WT is also but, maroon. So, we got a little bit of that running through our brain. Well, you know. <laughs> our veins, but. Well, we're talking so much college because, you know. We, You're a tech alum, soon to be Oklahoma grad. Boo. You're going to make it. Y'all are both going to make it down, right? I, I would love to. I'm going to. I'm going to be so. there. I'd like to see you walk the stage at OU. That's going to be super cool. Dream come true, man. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm going to go find me. Of course, I'm going to be there. I'm going to go find me a doctor lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and if he, if that doesn't work out, there's a strip club about a half a block away from the campus. Yeah, campus corner. You know, but, like, the reason why we talk so much about, like, A&M and we talk about OU and Tech is, like, now they're trying to really get brought, you know, brought out their, their games and spaces right now. Uh, this week, actually today, they uh, started selling tickets here at Hodgetown. They, uh, Tech and OU were playing just one game. They're at Hotchtown. Uh, they're going to call it the Red Dirt Rivalry Game. Is that yep, correct? Yep, Red Dirt Rivalry Game. And um, it's uh, it. I was actually surprised. Like James texted me, goes, "Oh, I got my tickets. Well, good for you, fuckhead." And then uh, he's like, "Oh, whatever." And then next thing you know, they're sold out. It's it like it went pretty yeah, damn no, quick. I, I, I'm kind of disappointed because I definitely want to go to this. Yeah. And Right now, James, I think there's only, what, standing room available? Yeah, and I think those are even sold out at this point. But I went ahead and got the standing room only tickets. I know I could probably find others. The cool thing is, is I I wanted to go and drink with you guys and have a good time and watch it um, as a a baseball fan. I was to support, you know, one of my oldest friends uh, and best friends, James, and my father. I was going to wear OU memorabilia to this game. Sorry, Aaron. It's okay. But... (laughs) uh, now that all the tickets are sold out, I'll just wear my fucking paramedic uniform. And there you walk, go. Get walk, in for free. Walk right in the door. Because <laughs> no, they, they have a room for us there at Hodgetown. Well, should. So, yeah, I'll probably just do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Tech and OU were two of the top Big 12 teams last year. Yeah. Tech was yeah. first in the Big 12. I think OU is, like, number three. Yeah. And well, the season actually starts in a couple days. Yeah, that's what the, about so. to get going again here in the old college ball. But, you know, with baseball, you don't hear too much until it gets into, uh, you know, whenever they start playing conference games. And then yeah. when they get closer to the uh, regionals and super regionals and then the college World series. So, hold on. You know, like I said, hopefully that will. I think that the Texas Collegiate League paved uh, the way for this game to happen. I hope, it just, I hope it continues playing out because, man, you know, like when, when you lose college ball like that, it's just like when we lost the fucking Final Four last year, man, it just. Ugh. The reason, I mean, it sucks as a baseball fan to be like, I mean, yeah, I, I 
probably more lean towards Oklahoma than Tech to win the game. But as a baseball fan, I'm excited to see both teams play because any number of these players could end up playing at Hodgetown Come. further on down the line. No you know shit, what I mean? Like right? the, especially right. with like the deal that went through with the Diamondbacks to yeah. sign a 10-year deal. 10-year, man. Like I think this is a big, big game to – if you're a baseball fan – there are many players on both sides of this team that are probably going to be playing at Hodgetown's in a year, Hodgetown in a year right. from now. Yeah, it's a great marketing tool for those players to be exposed to a small market like Amarillo and how the stadium is, is so and unique so, and so so new with the just coming off a championship. I a lot of players will feel attracted to this area. I guarantee you, I guarantee you there will be a scout for the Diamondbacks at this game because it's at their new – it's the first game being played at the, the team that they signed. And, uh, and and so it's it's gonna get if they the Diamondbacks draft somebody from one of these two teams because they saw them play at this game, they're like hey we drafted you you're gonna go farm here at Hodgetown, yeah like we could we could have um, quite a few players come through here, and you know man that's the thing too man like this I I just love having you know the young minor you know league I've always like I said man just getting to see some of these players you're like holy shit I saw them. I saw them here, and I mean, we got to see that a lot from you know whenever the they were the Padres. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of them got called up very quickly. Oh yeah, and when, it, when Tatis, yeah, when he came up to bat when he took the field, everybody Cheered. sat down. They didn't go get drinks. They didn't go get oh, refreshments. They, they wanted to see. Everybody it, yeah. wanted to see that young talent because it was, it was such a big deal and so hyped that we had this yeah. caliber of player playing. For our double I'm really upset I didn't team, get to you know? attend that game when he when he first came out of his first at bat. I was just well, man. Whenever I found out, we're like, yep, we gotta go because that's you know, I mean, he was just such a big talk, you know. And I'm like, look, everybody's like, oh, you know, I'm like, dude, he's he's in rehab. Like, let him just swing, get back in the motions, and fuck, if he takes one deep, okay, cool. But the cool thing, home. the cool thing, you know, I just uh. uh my my second job that I started doing is I'm you know doing IV hydration at uh, Gold's Gym. That's we're not affiliated with Gold's Gym in any way, other than they're letting us rent the office where we're at. But you know Gold's Gym is the the training center for the uh, what's the hockey team? The, the Bulls. The Bulls. Bulls. The Bulls. I was say gorillas. The Bulls. <laughs> the Venom. And the uh, the new uh, FC, the Emerald FC Football mm-hmm. Club, yeah, I forget as, about them, man. as well as uh, the Sod Poodles. So I have a chance. You know, they're working. Uh, we're trying to sign some of the stuff to to be able to hydrate those guys, athletes. I have a chance to see that. That's I'm excited to, to maybe meet some of these young prospects. Yeah, you probably will. You'll probably bump uh, into say, a, a man, high prospect. Shit, it did. Top of that, man. I, I mean. Just like the center, like, hey man. Because if you go into Golds, they have like the logo painted on the wall yeah. for all of them, and, and Hodgetown was recently added last year. And so. I, you know, I would just say, hey man, can I get your autograph? Just, you know. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, if, if especially if it's somebody like, just do it. I mean, it doesn't matter. Or if somebody that they sign that's hot in the draft yeah. that comes and bumps down to go to the farm team. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. Like, man, take a baseball that day. I love <laughs> I love Hodgetown and the Sod Poodles for another reason, also because they. They are a perfect avenue for kids in the panhandle if they're good enough to make it to the next level, you know? Yeah. If they're playing, you know, Division two baseball around the panhandle. And that's what 
they can get noticed and maybe maybe get pulled to the sod poodles, you and, know. And don't 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 sleep on WT's baseball team program. They've always had a really decent baseball program, and so I I kind of piggyback off of what you just said. I think that's a good uh, way for them to continue that career. Because a lot of college. a lot of Panhandle kids don't get noticed. They don't get the, the type of uh, exposure that a lot of other mm-hmm. Metroplex uh, kids do that have the privilege of playing in those, you know, high caliber programs. So, you know, there's going to, I hope in the future, there's going to be more Panhandle kids. Maybe I, have a chance with the saw poodles. I guarantee you there's going to be some WT games played at Hodgetown for sure. I hope so, man. I mean, that, I mean, I mean, that's why we got that place. I mean, right. And it's, I mean, yeah, it's great to go see, you know, the, you Is know, the, Garth Brooks going to perform there. <laughs> Shit. Uh, Midland's going to perform there. It's better than, than the Dilla Villa. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Dilla yeah. Villa is, you man. Went, you went to that, James, when Garth performed at Dilla Villa, didn't you? No. It was in 97. I, I think I my parents might have went, but no, I, I, I wasn't able to go. I wasn't old enough at the time. I didn't even – I knew Garth Brooks back then, but I wasn't a huge super fan like I am now. Yeah. Of his music, not not really of the person. I'm not really a big Garth Brooks fan he of who the, odd, who the guy he? is. Yeah, he's he's a little different, but his music's good. His music, I mean, we grew up with with the Garth Brooks hits in the early '90s and mid '90s. So as I sit here and I look at Joseph with his A and M gear on and everything, this last uh, last weekend it was a uh, it's kind of shameful to see old Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Play a little football again. Oh God! What what is this uh, league called? Fan. It's like fan, the fan controlled football league. Yeah, yes. FCF. Yeah, so weird. Did you guys watch any of this? I just saw, I just saw a couple tele- highlights. Were they televised on national I TV? I don't think so. But I, I saw just, it on social media. I just media. saw it all on Twitter. Yeah, I just saw his fat ass running around again. <laughs> we had his rib protector on, so it made him look even. So bigger. let's let's talk about fan controlled football for a minute. From my understanding, you vote online. Every before every quarter, you vote. I think is how it works on the plays that are going to be called, right? And then they have to run the play that the fans call. Now, is it like okay, the team gives you five plays and you vote on the most popular, or is it just like, hey, I want uh, you to, you know, <laughs> this? I really thought okay, so I was watching when I was watching the highlights. I was like, I really thought I was watching the Ocho because <laughs> because really they were they. In order to see who gets ball first, they played rock, paper, scissors. Are you serious? I am not shitting you, man. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, they, they stream the games like, on what? Twitch. Oh, they're on Twitch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I was like, rock, paper, scissors, really? Like, come on. <laughs> what a what a fucking like goddamn Johnny football. Like you were the number one <laughs> draft pick for the Cleveland Browns. To now playing rock paper scissors on <laughs> Twitch to see if you get the ball. Like yeah. that's embarrassing. It's seven on seven, fifty yard field, so it's similar to arena football. No kicking or special teams. No kickoffs. No punts. No goalposts. Teams start at their own ten yard line and drive forty yards for the score. So that means if you score a touchdown, you got to go for two. Well, oh, well, hold on. Here's how they there's go. There's a one versus one battle a between one a wide one. receiver and DB. Yes, that's so. every. Every point after yeah, is, is so like like one hey, one. hey hey square up son and like see who yep. can get past them pretty much what where do they place the ball is it the goal line I can't remember I think it was like on the five or something because they they put the ball on that little it's like I, I forget what they call it like it has a timer so once you take it off the time starts and then you gotta and you gotta beat the timer there's a running clock they're they're the games are one hour 
So the clock does not stop. It just keeps going. What the fuck? No yeah. replay. Fast so pace. Hard is it hitting. on Sundays? When did they play uh, these games? I think. I mean, let's see. What, what did I watch sports in? I think it was on Saturday. Because I think that's when I was this watching. so weird. It's There's right. a live you know weekly draft every you know, Wednesday you know on Twitch. what this reminds me of? In Madden right now, and it's kind of like old. Remember NFL Street, the video game? Yeah. That's what this it's is. It's like a real-life video game. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> and, it, like, apparently, like, I, I, I saw some play that they had, whatever Johnny Manziel's team is, they had them line up. And it was basically, like, this, this whole spread right screen that – and he took off and ran. So, my question is, is – his him scrambling was that part of the play call? Because I you have to do what the fans choose. I think so, man. So, so that's the thing. Like if he's trying to avoid a sack, is he allowed to leave the pocket and run as part of the play? I guess you would have to be just reactionary just to get out of there. That's what I'm saying. Like, but that that's the thing is, does he just work his go through his check downs and is like, okay, fuck it, I'm gonna run. I think so. Yeah. Or is he allowed to do that? Or did he like, oh shit, that's the how crazy. That's thing. how you really play football. I was doing that. They're, they have a weekly live draft every Wednesday on Twitch. Yeah, it's that like everybody on the teams aren't going to be on the same team. You'll be able to vote in a live player draft to build your team's roster. Teams get two franchise players selected by team owners, and fans get one keeper after the first game. I don't know who all the players are, but we have to assume that Johnny Manziel is probably the best athlete out of all the it, players, Yeah, if not right? one of them. Like there is probably no better quarterback in in that I just, league. I just when I when I saw your stuff, I was like, man, we got, <laughs> forgot to bring up about all Manziel. I'm, like, I'm kind of glad that uh, Kellen Mond broke, which I can't stand fucking <laughs> Kellen Mond, and that's a whole another topic. But as an Aggie fan, I'm glad Kellen Mond broke most of Johnny Manziel's records in passing, at least, just so people can get over. I it. Just, we went to the like I said, we went to the Dixie Chicken one year, and my little girl went into the restroom. She came back. She said. Some guy's name was on the stall. Said Jen, Johnny Manziel was here. I was like, oh, oh <laughs> I was like, oh, baby, he wasn't supposed to be in there, but he probably was. <laughs> yeah, he, he probably was. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Did you um, see the, the players when they when they enter the field? It's like a WWE entrance. Oh, like did it, like some XFL vibes. Remember the XFL back in the early 2000s? Why do, that's the thing. Like, the, what was the thing that that was still XFL? That they, they tried to revamp year? it, yeah, but I, it was pretty. It was COVID better, shut that shit down. But it's better than it was this. better. Yeah, it's it's a better brand of football. It's more of a football football. But it's still atmosphere. Kind of, what was it? it? Was like almost like Canadian rules, where it's like a 50 yard field, or it, it was 100 yards, but it was, very, it was, it was yards. a narrow field, right? I just remember they they would interview the players during the game. And the, the, the rules were a little bit different. I, it's just – and then that AAF league, that one folded as well. So we've, we've tried having these alt, alternate football leagues. None of them really panned out. You think this one will last? No. 100% no, no. no, man. I mean – I don't think so either. I can't – There's just, drone cams on, and helmet cams in VR. Like, just, it's just too much. I mean, you have me at paper, rock, scissors. Come on now. <laughs> like, yeah, throw that in there. That, yeah. That's the only difference. It's it's so random. It's not I, I, I it's not viable. It's seven on seven. It's kind of cool. It is the fact, the fact it's that just they're, like they're doing it with them doing it on Twitch. Which, if you don't know, Twitch is mainly a uh, a video game streaming platform. Okay, uh, thank you. But there's there is other uh, so like there, you, that's that's where like all the popular streamers like Ninja that does Fortnite and things. Yeah, like that, okay. That's where they that's the platform they use, right? Yeah, it's, it's all that's video. It's all video games. Okay, but there's this. The, if you go to like the Twitch. 
top 100, like mm-hmm. number one to five is usually at some times called just chatting where that's where people want to put their podcast out there, things like that. Oh, okay. And I think this was under just chatting. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's okay. It's not a video game, but you can put it on our platform. Oh, and so that's what they were using Twitch for. Um, no I backup think, quarterbacks either. That's yeah, crazy. like what what happens if the dude gets hurt? Water boy, put Bobby Boucher in, what baby. Did, <laughs> what, what, did we, what did we say was the uh, the uh, the uh, time limit of quarters? Uh, well, the entire game's an hour. I don't know if there are uh, four quarters. Um, real quick, James, I want let me hand me the thing here. I want to connect this. Uh, the only good thing I see about this is uh, Marshawn Lynch did commentary. Oh, that's that's and, gold right there. And I'm going to wait till Aaron gets back. Um, oh, you've already heard this? This is a little... It's it's a 14-second clip, but I mean, like, this is the only thing that would make me watch this. I'm going to go ahead and throw back this Caesar salad with these croutons and all this shit, though, right? <laughs> go ahead, take me a nice, fat shit, get my stomach all right and everything. Then I'm going to go out here and try to run for 200 on a 50-yard field like what's happening. <laughs> it reminds me of Snoop Dogg when he did the commentating for the right. Mike Tyson yeah. fight. Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> yes. you just got back. I know you've heard it, but just I'm gonna, it. I'm, I'm gonna play it again for it. for just you. Go ahead and throw back this Caesar salad with these croutons and all this shit, though, right? <laughs> go ahead, take me a nice fat shit, get my stomach all right and everything. Then I'm gonna go out here and try to run for 200 on a 50 yard field. Like what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's like hey. There was that little like segment they had where where he went off and like did like that European travel. He was like the Anthony Bourdain, but he was with Bear Grylls. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did. Well, he did that episode. But I'm saying, like, have you seen the thing where he went to Ireland or it was Scotland? He's he, done a lot of that. Yeah, I would love a yeah. show like that. Like Marshawn Lynch is a national treasure, and it really is, if man. he w- if you could tell me he was going to comment every game every week. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, watch. I watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, especially since he's allowed to cuss. Because that's the thing. Twitch, you can you can cuss. You can do whatever. You can't. I mean, obviously, can't be naked or anything on Twitch. <laughs> no nudes. But that's him. Like that's the thing. Like that's him. No, no fat chicks, as Carson Wentz once said. <laughs> <laughs> Christian boy. Yeah. If you didn't get that joke, apparently there was a Twitter post that was posted in 2011 of Carson Wentz on Twitter saying "No fat chicks," and that gets shared a lot by Eagles fans. It's just <laughs> their it's just shirts funny. made, yeah, because of that it's post. No fat chicks. <laughs> but have you seen some of the names of these teams? Like I'm looking at the games that happened. Uh, well, they're all weeks they're ago. all free market. Like anybody can buy one. The Zappers, the Glacier Boys, the Beasts, the Wild Aces. So, so the Glacier Boys. Is an inside joke. It was they. It was named by I, I think there's an internet gaming community called Kind of Funny that bought that I've I've attended some. I like I used to be a fan of these guys, but this this isn't sports related. But to kind of fit it into what we're talking about, they bought they 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 had all their fans vote in and they named it the Glacier Boys. Like that was their team, and I, that's all they got to do was name the team. But the guy from Kind of Funny got blocked from the Glacier Boys, like official <laughs> Twitter, but they're the ones that came up with the name. I just kind of think that's funny. It's weird. It's very weird, right? It is very it weird. Is. It's not arena football, and it's not It's not really football in general. It's just, I wonder what, outside of Johnny Manziel, what are the other caliber of players that are playing it's got, in this it's league? Gotta be like, it's got to be like unsigned free agents that never made it, right? 
yeah, like maybe arena caliber at their Is peak. There tri- could you try out for this thing? Probably. I would yeah, think. I, I bet like, you know, I bet like Venom players could probably play. No, no disrespect. play football? No. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to Venom players, but I'm sure like any local arena team where these teams are based out of. I'm they sure usually that, do hold open I'm tryouts, sure these yeah. are all like all these teams are in California. I'm assuming. Let's see here. Like Southern California. I bet I bet money every single team is based and every game is placed in SoCal. There, yeah, there's only four teams yeah, right that's now. I, that's what I'm saying. Like I, think, I bet money it's just a Hollywood type of thing. It's, a, it's like a blend of XFL meets arena football. You know what I would have read? You know what's sad that this is, this is more popular right now? You know what, what was created a couple years ago? What was it? Uh, Ice Cube's Basketball League? No, yeah, the Big the Five. Big, big, no, Big Three. Oh, big three, big yeah, yeah. three, yes. and it, and it, ha- it was like retired players, like Allen Iverson played. Yeah, see, that was that cool. was cool. It was man. half court, hey, and the that- cool thing they had uh, Rashad Wallace, baby, mm. Rashid. Oh shit, Rashid. Sorry, <laughs> same, same difference. Ball- monkey ass. That's why. Yeah, right. that ball's oh, man, I love that guy. He was my. He was bad. I didn't because I was. I've always been a Lakers fan, and that was always the team that gave us shit in the first round. Oh, yeah. Like, like we would we would coast through the playoffs. But for some reason, we always went to a seven-game, six-game series with the fucking Trailblazers because uh, Amari Stoudemire and Rasheed Wallace you liked, know, to, liked to fucking hard foul a lot. I could see this being huge in the sports betting world. With I, the fan that's the thing. Like, league. It probably needs to go to Vegas. You know what I mean? Because of what you just said, it's fan-controlled. It's like, oh, okay. I bet money my play is going to exceed over your play. That, so do they yeah, pick the kind def- of bets, do man, they pick the defensive of- plays? I bet not. Most your average fan fan doesn't know how to run a defense. I bet they only pick the offensive plays. <laughs> Everybody go. Blood. <laughs> Blood. <laughs> what, 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 no, what is yeah, what is he saying? Uh, remember the Titans? You blitz all night. <laughs> <laughs> they get cross that going. Pull every single one of y'all. I mean, I guess it's really entertaining. Hang on to that ball, Petey. <laughs> Hold on to that ball, Petey. <laughs> Here's the ending to the, to the to one of the games right here. Is that Johnny Football? He's scrambling yeah. around. They can't take him down. Squirrely bastard. Still got it. And then he, he throws a little short hitch route, and then he takes it all the way for a touchdown. That's crazy. It's 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 cool. I mean, it's 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 like it's just arena, but it's literally different. NFL blitz on. But real life, it's a video game. It's like James said, it's a video game in real life. I think it could be a success, especially for younger people. I, I think mean, I, oh, people our age. I don't think we'll, I'd rather watch we'll this watch than remember when they started like broadcasting, like football season went in and they would do like arena football, like yeah. like the uh, Philadelphia Jazz the, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, like the, I'd rather watch this than that or Canadian football. I, I really I enjoy. You know when the when the Vin, the the Amarillo Dusters were here. That inaugural season in Quincy, 2004. Quincy Carter. <laughs> well, he came a little bit later, but you know, Julian Reese was a quarterback for that season, and they hey, went all the Julian way. Julian Reese is awesome. He is. He's a great guy. He was a great quarterback at the arena level, and I remember going to every single game that season and just being like, wow, we have football in Amarillo. I didn't care if it was arena football. It was just cool. That is cool. We had football here in Amarillo. I really liked liked the game after that scene. I was like, man, this is a really neat game. I'd like them to start doing kind of like an Oakland Raiders type thing where they don't play at the Civic Center anymore. anymore. Put the, put a football field at fucking Hodgetown. I bet but they might do that one of these I days. I would totally be for that. It's out man. there in the outfield. Yeah, but he would mess up that nice, nice grass. 
dude, well, you just could, paint it. You paint it. it all that grass. You just take their it, turf from grass, the Civic Center. Put yeah, it down. All, well, all that grass is real out there. It's sod. Sod poodles. <laughs> but no, but it, but it's real grass. You just paint it for the season when the sod poodles aren't playing. Then then you grow it out, cut it. An outdoor you know? arena game would be pretty cool. Just I know it's just it's built for the it's an indoor arena football, but yeah, but to have right, one game like a promotional that thing in Hodgetown would be way better. Yeah, it'd be cool. I mean, whenever we'll we're not going to get gonna that happen. We're not going to get that in our new Civic Center because that doesn't exist. But maybe yeah. one day. Well, I, I, what what happened with that thing that they were saying that they were going to go uh, with the thing that everybody voted against prop whatever prop A or prop, yeah. but they added the new revised thing. Is that in the talks? To, Is that gonna I think so. To revamp the Civic Center to remodel it and stuff. I think that is still in the talks. What do you think? It is. I think. Well, like I know whenever we were watching the news the other day about it and everything, you get it goes. I, you were here too, and you, I, I know that they kept going about. You know, taxpayer money. Ta- and, and, uh, every time you hear, oh, it's going to be a 2%, 1%, it's like a couple of dollars, and then people flip the fuck out. It's just the old people in town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, God damn, I don't want to pay that. Okay, yeah, but do you, do, did you go to McDonald's on your way home after work <laughs> when you probably shouldn't have, and you bought, you spent $11 on your number five? Did right? you buy yeah. that Brazzers subscription that your wife doesn't know about for twenty one ninety nine a month. Like, like here's the thing: like you were gonna see like an eleven. That's that's a cheeseburger. You know, that's that's a one once a it's, month. It's all thing. about perspective, isn't it? it? It really is, and people don't think about that when they see that. They see the percentage sign, and they think they think that they people think that they are paying for the whole fucking thing. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're lu- lucky if you pay for the toilet paper in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we we deserve. Something of that caliber, a venue, Coliseum in Amarillo. I mean, Lubbock has what they have. I don't see why that can't exist here, especially with I-40, you know, and we're due a a nice place. I've always said this, you know, people are going to bitch about it, but shit, as soon as we get something good here, they're like, oh, fucking Lubbock. You know, what's stupid, what's stupid for all those people that voted against it, and sorry. I was one of those people that voted against it because at the time I was very ill-informed about it. I, when James kind of explained it to me on paper of how much it would cost me personally a month, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, it's fucking. I, I'm on a diet now anyway. Like that's 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 a fast food order right and there. Most of the time, property taxes go up anyway well, annually. Yeah. So the guy that sells his drinking strawberry fields right now, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> how is that? Carbox. This is not bad. It doesn't taste like a strawberry beer at all. Um, it's a. I don't you can't know, say it's, you're it's on a diet. I'm just. I am I'm on a diet. I'm just kidding. You I have, didn't get to go to the gym today. It was shut down because there's snow everywhere, no. Aaron. Hey, if you get to follow uh, Joseph on Snapchat, he does he does work out pretty hard. He does I haven't put job. anything on Snapchat. I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, no, no. It's weird. You no. might be following somebody else. Not, <laughs> I don't work out hard at not all. Not his workout. I get through his, it. His food preps. Oh, I do. There you I, thank I, you. I'm sorry. cooking healthy. <laughs> his food preps are really good. There well, you thank go. you. There you go. Um... But I will say this. I mean, I think personally the proof is in the pudding, right? You look at Hodgetown, right? Yeah. Look at how popular that was. There were so many people that were there every fucking weekend. I mean, Thursday nights, Wednesday nights that were there that weren't even baseball fans. No. Yeah, they were just there because it was something to do. And the, the stadium was so nice. And it's like, oh, you enjoyed that. So why wouldn't you agree to building a bigger civic civic center. Like why, why wouldn't we have that? The proof is in the pudding. It's going to pay for itself eventually. It will. 
you know, it'll stimulate the economy, more jobs, better future for our city. Mm-hmm. People will navigate back towards the downtown area. And I'm glad that Hodgetown is where it is because I, th- I think it's a brilliant that they put it downtown. That's the heart and soul of Amarillo. And we kind of tend to neglect where, where we started. Like, and- I, like I said, when I voted against it, I was a year into being a first time homeowner. And like that whole property tax kind of thing, kind of I was like, ah, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like having a daughter that spent all this time in the NICU, all those bills, all this other stuff that I have to think about. I was just like, no, I don't, I don't want to have to pay an extra if I don't have to. But at the same time, once I looked at the Absolutely. math and I did the math, I was like, I should have voted for it because well, I am, I, I, I do want better things here. I just hope that we you- need better things here. Yeah, we'll have a baseball season. Hopefully, get the venom back. Yeah, Venom's scheduled to start in June. So, you know, just get those th- those has, things back. Has MLB, like, I know I know the Saudis are waiting on MLB to say if there's going to be a season. I yeah. already know there's going to be a season. I already know that. But I'm saying, have they released when uh, their farm teams are allowed to start their season? Yes, they have. They, they released it, I uh, believe it was sometime late last week. Because spring training's already going on yeah. for Major League teams. They're going to have a – what is it a hundred or something games? I mean, that's they already said that. Yeah, good. They just haven't I get they just haven't put it. But we in. don't know if there'll be fans allowed to attend. Uh, but I mean, you know, here in Amarillo. It, well, that's gonna be up to I think that's gonna be up to city regulation at that point. But it is technically so here's the deal. The city the stadium is owned by the city. The team that plays there is regulated by MLB. Now, I think if it's per event, you have to go by regulations of whoever owns said event. So if you want to have a concert yeah. at Hodgetown, that is up to the city of Amarillo. However, if you want to have Sod Poodles games, that is up to Major League Baseball, whether they allow fans in the stands. If Major League Baseball says no fans in the stands, and this includes our farm teams, the city of Amarillo has to abide by those laws. Now, granted, this game that's coming up between Texas Tech and OU is prior to the season start. That is also an event that is being held in the stadium that the city owns. We own that stadium. But the team, if they say no fans in the stands, guys, we're not going to get to go to Hodgetown all year, and that's going to suck. I hope that doesn't happen, but realistically, I don't think it will. I don't think it will from the perspective of – these games are really, I mean, technically they are, but they're really not televised, if that makes sense. Yes, they are televised, but they're not nationally televised. And so nobody else is going to see these teams play unless they do something to where the only thing I see is, is either they're going to allow family and friends to attend. Like, you're okay, my son's playing for the Sod Poodles, right? Those people get to attend the games. But like us, Joe Blow, we get to go. We're just going there to have Thirsty Thursdays. That may not happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, for the for the major league organizations, it's too much of a, a cash cow to let slide. And, and that's and have, the thing: have no fans in the I stands. I could see the Atlanta or the no, excuse me, the Arizona. I'm a Braves fan, so I let that slip. But I could see the Diamondbacks being like in the MLB, saying, "Okay, no fans at MLB games, but our farm teams." They can do, it's up to the stadium and the city that city, they're in. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that we're still going to have guidelines to follow, restrictions in I, place. I bet, I bet it's a capacity. 
number. But yeah, I bet there's just a capacity number and a thousand fans, and that's it. How much does Hodgetown seat? Like seventy five hundred, uh, close to two thousand, I believe. Oh, is oh shit, I was way off. I don't know. I thought it was way. I thought it was like almost five thousand. I think you're somewhere around there, right? Is it? I, it, I think it's pretty high. Y'all riff for a we'll minute find on something. I'm going to look that but up. But the good thing is, you know, we were supposed to have the the All-Star game last summer. Well, turns out we're going to get the All-Star game this summer. So that's going to be cool. Something to look forward to this summer because I, I remember last summer I was really bummed out that the All-Star game wasn't going to be here because it was a huge announcement, right? And you're, you're going to see talent from all over the league right here in Amarillo. And it's going to bring all sorts of business to the hotels, to our economy, to downtown. So, I mean, I was really stoked that that was going to happen. And I'm, I'm happy that they're still going to have it, have it on for this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was right. Uh, 6,631. Quite a, quite a bit. I, I know there was I, room for expansion as well in the future. Yeah, I mean, you break out that whole like uh, center field and turn that into seats as well. Mm-hmm. Where that parking lot for the, city know, is. the grass area, you, put you know, seats over you there. You know what they need to do? Is put a fucking splash pad. Splash pad in the back. I think, honestly. The Frisco team has a lazy river in, in right I th- field. I think there were, there were nights, there were summer nights where the games were completely sold out, especially when they made the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Like, they were sold out. Every seat in that stadium was packed. I think mm-hmm. they add an upper level to it. Well, eventually. Amarillo averaged 6,291 fans in 2019, just uh, behind Frisco. And you know how big of a market Frisco is. Yeah. I think if, I think if they had to build. Right there. Like down, that's around by Dallas. That's right by Dallas. Yeah. It is one of the Rangers, yeah. the like, most wealthy areas in Texas. Yeah, I think if they had to build, they had to build up. Or you know, that's so, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. build, another, build, build an upper deck. level. Yeah, um, I see that happening before they touch the outfield because the outfield kind of thing. Like you look at every other baseball stadium. Like I think an upper level happens before they expand that outfield. Which I kind of I kind of like that you get a, you can sit on the grass you know get your glove and bring your kids and sit out yeah there. that's that's neat man especially when the weather's beautiful you the see the sun, the, the sun oh, that's that's the thing that sucks though I mean I sat in those state those seats right by hot or right next to the grass dude at sunset on a summer night you ain't seeing who you you better have your glove ready because yeah and, and that's another thing I saw something the other day it was like. What grown man brings a glove to a baseball game? If I Every ha- grown man that played baseball at some point in their I'm life. I'm sorry. I'm going to bring a glove to a baseball <laughs> game. Especially, here's the thing. If I'm sitting here, look, what's in front of me right now? I've got a couple of beer cans, right? Right. Okay. I'm sitting here at a table. I've got a hot dog. I've got nachos. I've got all this stuff in front of me. And I'm sitting in those seats I just talked about. The sun's going down. at six. It's, it's, it's 8 o'clock at night, and the sun's going down in mm-hmm. midsummer. I can't see anything. What is my one protection from a, a home run or a foul ball? Your a hat, glove. your hat, or your glove. But more practical, you're going to use your fucking glove. <laughs> Happy, like, that's what Happy I'm saying. Like, I, I don't. I like people are like, if you're a grown man, you shouldn't be taking a glove to a baseball game. Well, what fuck the you. fuck? If, if, especially if I'm there with just me and my son, I'm going to take a glove. We're that's a tradition you never, exactly. you never let die. Exactly. I'm, I'm you sorry. know what? You can kiss my dick. I'm sorry, Joe. 365 more days. The next hockey try Woo! Got to toughen up. Got to toughen up. <laughs> hey, you know what? Shout out to the 25. Did y'all see yeah, that? Yeah, 25 McGavin. 25-year anniversary uh, of Happy Gilmore. Adam Sandler went on social media this morning and showed – he was like – he. I think he said that line. 
and he did his like thing to where you know he, he did he his took step his, he in his basketball his shoes. He took his two steps. He and took his two steps. And like Adam Sandler fashion, he's wearing sweatpants, a long sleeve like hockey jersey, basketball shoes, and he just smacked the fuck out of the ball, drove the fuck out of Still it. Happy Gilmore style. Dude, he hit that thing. Hard. Dude, he and he like you. You could tell that somebody that knows how to golf. Yeah, he does and, it all the time. And he's an athletic guy. He plays basketball. Oh, all the time. dude, he'll just go to a park and pick up. But the cool thing about it was he posted that on social media and all these fans tagged the actor. And I can't remember for the life of me, the the actor of Shooter McGavin, they tagged him on Twitter and he responded with like a very awesome video was like, it's all about the short game. And he like hits this putt into a glass cup and he's like, and he goes, Shooter, (laughs) (laughs) boom. I was I was watching a a short clip of, of an interview between Bob Barker and and Adam Sandler back in 90, it was it 95, 96. And Barker was, was joking around. Like he, he had been in, in the, in Hollywood for, for over 40 years. And that movie was his first major picture role. was happy Gilmore was happy Gilmore. Yeah. It, it's weird to think about. And like, you know, the crazy thing about happy Gilmore, it's such a great comedy movie. It's one of my favorite movies. It's, oh, prob- it's yeah. probably my second favorite Adam Sandler movie behind Billy Madison. Actually, no, I like Happy Gilmore more than Billy Madison. I do too. But but nobody, and I don't know why, this never gets brought up. Anytime there's a poll on social media or anything of the best sports movie of all time, it's never in the top five. And I think Happy Gilmore totally should be in the top five best should sports be. movies. Should be, because it incorporates hockey and golf. And those are just yeah. two, two polar opposites. And it's such a classic. And well, not even that. Never gets I, old. I, I felt like, especially in the early '90s, like that the the Masters and things like that. People, I I swear to God, to this day, people watch golf on TV because of Happy Gilmore. Yeah, like, it got a like, lot of people like into before, the sport before that movie came out. Nobody was watching the Masters on TV. Nobody was. It was just a bunch of old white dudes enjoyed golf on their Saturdays. It, it did, really did. I think Happy Gilmore really mainstreamed a lot of right, and it basically NBA'd the golf for for a young kid growing up, you know, in a middle class to working class household. I always thought golf was for old people or rich people, and that watching that movie made me feel like an average Joe could go out there and be successful at golf because I always thought, oh, you got to be rich to be good at golf. It's like everybody watched. He, Mike, gave, he gave us hope. Everybody watched Michael Jordan in the in the nineties, but you, you most people, if you weren't a basketball fan, you just watched M- Michael Jordan played. But Space Jam made basketball fans, if that makes sense. Like I feel like Happy Gilmore made golf fans. Right, it, it's kind of cool. It made it more relatable to everyone and not just the elite, because I, you know, the Masters. When you think of the Masters, you think of millionaires, billionaires, watching. All those guys have been playing all their life. You know, they've been privileged and had the chance to go to all the nice clubs and all the nice courses. So it's a great movie, though. <laughs> Shit, man, I love it. It's a good one. 25 years. Man. But every time you watch it, though, it's always it's always good. Funny. Always funny, man. It's a good one. So. Well, moving on, we had a tragic event happen this past week. Vincent Jackson yes, passes away. Yesterday. Right, man. It really recent. Um, he was a solid, productive receiver in the oh, NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Had a great career. 
And unfortunately, uh, it has been said that he was suffering from chronic alcoholism and concussions at the time of his death. That's according to the sheriff's, sheriff's yeah. office. I mean, he was only 38 years old. Do you think this is something that is attributed to CTE or I mean, concussions? They're, they're gonna, I mean, they're going to do, the, do all that. You know, they're going to do the science behind it. I know they're gonna, they have to. I mean, and then, you know, I mean, being 38, too, I mean, that's just you know, very young. Too young. Still young, yes. And, I mean, and he's a NFL cal- you know, caliber. Even when he got out, I mean, he's still in great shape, things like that. So, I mean, that's why I just – I felt like they're going to – yeah, they're going to really do a, you know, true study on this one, you know, and – They've got to. And you can already see a, a lawsuit coming in the future, I believe, yeah, well, from the family to the NFL because of all the head trauma that he suffered throughout his career. I mean, you can't totally negate the fact that all of the that trauma did lead to some struggles within his life, right? I mean, we're coaches. We, we fight the battle every day at, at practice to teach our kids to tackle correctly with the correct form. How, how important do you think that is at a young age? So maybe – down the road, they avoid, you know, those, those impactful head trauma that they could suffer down the road. I mean, we've done everything. It's, you know, like I said, we've gone to, we've had to go to the rugby tackling. We've taught all that. It's not so much lead with your head, you know, or put your head down. You know, like that's what we used to say, put your head down, drive through. I mean, it's, you can't do that no more. Right. You gotta, we've come a long way. Come a long way since the days that we were in, in school and, and learning how to tackle. But I, I mean, I do feel like a lot of this could can be avoided with the, the right type of education and coaching at a young age. And I feel like we the past 10 years, really, coaches have come a long way. Uh, medical advisors have come a long way. Scientists have come a long way with, with educating the public and, and professionals about the caution of, you know, tackling correctly and the, the ramifications if you decide to tackle with your head, you know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to eventually lead to head trauma that will result in some type of struggle down the road. Yeah, it does. Are we on the Vincent Jackson yeah. topic? Yes. Okay. Yes, we are. Sorry, I was away for those listening. He was um, empty yeah, up. it's kind of crazy, right? It's just a... If this, the the information is slowly starting to come out. If this is what had happened, is this a junior sale kind of thing? Like, was did did CTE affect him to where uh, it caused alcoholism in him? It wasn't cause, causing like violent outbursts, but that's just a way he dealt with the pain and pain, the things. Yeah. Or was he just an alcoholic? I mean, you, you can't discredit the possibility of it being CTE. It happened. It's a physical consequence of playing football and vincent jackson you know like you're kind of like as a football fan looking in you're, you you usually suspect this from either a quarterback a running back or a linebacker right these are usually your victims of cte uh he's a receiver but vincent jackson was always known as being a very big physical receiver um that wasn't afraid to pass block and, and pass protect and do all these things so it's not outside of the realm of possibility that he was affected by CTE. 
Right. You can't, you can't totally say that can't be a possibility. If you, if you said that you'd be a liar. Yeah, no, it's a hundred percent. I just, me personally, I just feel like we need more information before we make us assuming those assumptions or start making those assumptions. Right. But, uh, I, you know, who's to say this is, it wasn't just some guy that went through some sh- sorry shit in his life, left the game and the, the game yeah, was, lo- the game was all he had to keep focused on. And then right. of, of staying on point. the, on the wagon. And then he, he quit playing football in 2016 and became like a heavy alcoholic. Yeah. Most players that in their career, they become depressed. They fall into a, dilapidated state of mental health and they really never become themselves again. Look at Aaron McNair, you know, like Aaron Hernandez. That, that was the, Steve McNair was the first thing that came to mind. I, you know, I grew up a big Oilers yeah. and Titans fan. And uh, to me, he's still my favorite NFL quarterback of all time is Steve McNair. And uh, what happened with him, this, this was very like eerily like in a hotel. And I'm, we, we kind of joke about in our group text we have for the main podcast where it was like, okay, was this at a, really fancy hotel or was this like an $80 a night hotel? So it's like, okay, was this overdose or jilted lover or a $20 a night hotel? You know what Motel. I mean? Like, <laughs> who knows? I just, I don't know. Like it's, it's hard. You can't when you're from the outside the- looking in, you can't make assumptions, but you can objectively think of how he could have gotten to this point. Yeah. When, when, when you're in the limelight, you're a celebrity, but that's the thing. Like most, most celebrities that are actors and like people of performing arts and things like that, they grow up usually in very uh, well-off homes. They're able to attend the colleges as they need to to perfect that craft. Uh, a lot of athletes, majority of, um, doesn't matter what color you are, black, white, brown, Mexican, did African-American, Caucasian, it doesn't matter. Uh, you're picked because of your athletic ability. But a lot of players grow up in, you know, poorer incomes and things like that. And and who's to say that he wasn't a product of his environment and grew up with depression and things that come up with growing up in, thing, in lives like that, that we've all had to live at some point. Um, you know, he just... Yeah, he was a kid that probably had to make a lot of hard choices throughout life. And, and the stress that comes with that survival and, mode. And then, and so it's easy when people like that, that come from that, those state of living. And I don't know nothing about Vincent Jackson personally, but I just know a lot of athletes that have to come from nothing to suddenly having this outing in football to, to get away from the way you did grow up and the people you were around and the, and the things that you had to be around, whether it was taking care of your piece of shit relatives or the, 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 the gangbanger families that you were around in high school. And that was, that's everybody at this table. That's not a stab at any like uh, race or creed. It's just, that's, that's a truth of it. You, if you're around that type of environment, it's hard to get out of that. Those, right. those it, situations. it does follow you to a certain extent, uh-huh. even but, if you move away. But once you're in the NFL, you have that success. And then what I'm, what I'm getting at is once that goes away, those demons start to come back. Right. And once you're at a level of, of being content within your life. I feel like a lot of those poor choices, poor habits that you tried to escape for so long can creep back in your life. hundred percent. And like every, you know, you turn on the, an NFL game on every Sunday morning and there's always some like sad story, right? Whether it was like, Oh, my mother died of cancer and I had to overcome this thing or my best friend was shot 
my brother was shot. These, these like things that I had to overcome. My dad died of a heart attack at a very young age. He was my main stem into sports. Like these are all stories that you sit there and you watch on NFL Fox Sunday, and you're like, oh man, that's a really cool insight to that guy's career. But the thing is, is you you're not getting an insight into that person's like mental capacity. And once you take the game away, like anything you love obsessively that you're good at, right? Like you, you, you train your whole life for that one thing. Mm -hmm. And then once that's gone, you have to fill a void. And it sounds like from everything I've heard, Vincent Jackson's void was filled with alcohol. Right. And I can even compare this to like someone that has been working long, hard hours in their entire life. They go through retirement and they don't know what to do with themselves. No. So they fall into a deep state of depression and, and unfamiliarity and, and, with, with everything that they're, that they're exposed to moving forward. They're not used to that type of lifestyle. Oh, so absolutely. they eventually and just it, drift into a state of being unsure and depressed. And, the, and, the, and, the, and it's twofold to, to where it comes full circle with what we just talked about. You know, you grow up, most athletes grow up in subpar income, <coughs> subpar family, subpar no. family life, subpar father figures. And then you have to, you find all this success in the NFL. You're making all this money. You're doing all the right things. You have an agent that's helping you out. But once you quit, most NFL agents, they're done with you. Once you retire, there's no like, yeah. there's no guidance. There's no therapy sessions. It's all a business. It, it, once you're cut, you're done. And a lot of those athletes, I mean, yes, there are therapists that can help some of those guys find life after football because it, that is a thing. There is PTSD that exists with these athletes because that's all they've ever known. Right. But ne next thing you know, Hey, I'm, I'm a person that makes, you know, $30 million a year and I'm out of a job because I retired I don't know how to formulate the society anymore. It's a real thing. It's, it's right. crazy. And I'm, he was getting some type of pension from the NFL. So money was not an issue for him. I but think, I'm just saying the way right. to live and maintain it, those are all factors. I'm not saying that's what happened with Vincent Jackson. But I could imagine if you, if you came from nothing, had something, and then all the people that were your guidance, once that thing goes away, because your, your success was their money pit, like your agents and things like that. Yeah. Once that's gone, they cut ties with you, and it's like, oh, what do I do? Turn to the bottle. Right? I mean, yeah, he, I he, I mean, he obviously was, was financially okay, but just because you're financially okay doesn't mean that your mental health is stable. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the minimum, minimum you have to play in the NFL is like three years before you can earn a pension, and, you know, that's good for players – because it does take a toll on your body. You take a lot of trauma to the head. You, you, your body goes through absolute hell. And I feel like they need to give the players a little bit something better. I think it's like $40,000 a year if they play at least three years. Something like that to, on, on, on those lines. But After they retire, the, correct? You've got to think of the, the medical attention that that player is going to have to receive the rest of their life due to playing only, you know, three to, to eight to 10 years. Well, not, and, it's and not physical. It's just physical. It's mental as well. And, and not only that, I mean, like, uh, realistically speaking from a medical pers perspective, you know, a cat scan, it's a lot of radiation that's induced every time you take it. So it's not like these people, you know, I'm sure there's doctors that don't advise to getting a CAT scan every year, so we can't see the full effects of what it's going to do to your brain. Mm -hmm. There's got to be some type of, 
mandated protocol to put in place for these athletes to get scanned and, and but that's mentally the, that, being taken care of like and every that's the so scary, often. That's the scary thing. They say like you get a CAT scan, you uh, ideally, medically speaking, you shouldn't have one for another six months. In sports terms, especially NFL players, uh, mixed martial artists, boxers, that's not healthy because you can't diagnose a problem. Yeah, like any from a medical standpoint, you you want to be able to diagnose something at the start of it, like cancer, anything. Right, you want to know as soon as you can. Well, with CTE, they're not able to do. You can't. There's sure. still nothing in place to diagnose CTE other than autopsy. And so it's it's just kind of crazy to think that, and especially because we're not a uh, cat scans haven't evolved enough, uh, you know, scientifically to to be able to scan somebody's brain to diagnose that they have to really dissect the human brain. Right. Like that's the only reason they were yeah. able to find out why Junior Sale shot himself in the chest is because they looked at his brain and they afterward. looked at Aaron Hernandez's brain as and well, they did. and he had a lot of issues. And that's that's the bad thing is you can't do you can't rule out CTE until that person's dead. It's it's right. it's it's, the, it's an untreatable disease. And the sad thing is is you can have those type of cognitive issues with only playing youth football. Yeah. Or high school football. Those issues can can reveal themselves in your own life and and you would never think or it would never occur to you that you're going through all the things you're going through because of the head trauma you you received as a youth, uh, it's and a as weird, an ad- and adolescent. It's, it's not even in, in like an athlete's perspective. Like my, I myself have uh, received therapy for like uh, anger issues and things like that. By like both my par- parents, I'm sure have uh, undiagnosed bipolar disorder, and um, like I've had issues with my wife. The subjects have came up, and and I'm trying to receive like therapy for those things. But at the same time, I do know in my life I've had two concussions. I fell and hit my head to where I've had two concussions in my life. And it's like, I'm not saying this, my stuff is CTE related. I think it's more of a, an inherited issue, but who's to say that I, there's no way to rule that out. You know what I mean? Right. I've had two, I've had two concussions. What's saying those might get my bell rung hasn't caused some of these things. Right. Just like the, the Vincent Jackson, you can't rule it out, but hopefully there's more studies to be, to be done in the future. And we can get a better understanding of, of how to handle how to care for our, our former players in a better way so that they don't go down the road of alcoholism or, you know, being dependent on some type of drug. It's just, yeah. it's sad to see that, especially from someone that had such a good, so solid young. NFL career. So young too. How old was he? 30, 38. 30, 38. Jesus yeah, exactly. Christ. 38. Yeah. That's five years older than us, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, That's weird. I mean, and I mean, even being out of the NFL, I mean, the top – Top elite athlete, you know, you know, he's not like gonna start eating shit and he's gonna take care. He's gonna take care of himself, right? Like he, that's just his routine, but it's built into him by but now. But like you said, you know, then the alcohol, you know, that's just like you said, it kind of covers the pain. And yeah, that that. that's the thing. When I when I heard yeah. like, oh, we we still don't have a real true cause of death, but they were like, oh, he suffered from alcoholism, and I'm like, okay, here's the thing, he may have been an alcoholic, but as a professional athlete. It's not like his enzymes and all his like levels were that fucked up from alcohol. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, his body had the capacity to make it past thirty-eight. Something else happened. Yeah, 
who knows? He could have a hidden history of now, some granted, other issues. Granted, you can drink yourself to death. You can drink so much till you stop breathing in your sleep. That yeah. is totally possible. But I want to know what was his full toxicology report? What does his, his brain look like after autopsy? And that's the thing, like, per religious things, you may never get that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. some people don't go through autopsy. They're not allowed to. Yeah. It's weird. It's very weird. Like, I, I, it, it's weird in the sense that it, the guy passed away, uh, what, two days ago? Mm-hmm. And we still have very little information on how he really died. Like, what was the state they found him? They just found him dead? That's all that's been released so far. That's I mean, what I'm saying. That's there could odd. be some foul is play. I is mean, that not odd? You can't rule that out either, right? No, that's that's what I said. Like, yeah. It's very odd. Yeah. So. It is. I don't know. It's weird. It's yet it to sucks. be seen. The guy, but the thing we should talk about, um, unless you guys touched on it while we were, while I was away for a second, um, you know, is his career. He was a very underrated receiver. Yes. Yeah, he had a very solid NFL career. I think he had like five or six seasons where he went over a thousand yards. Yeah, there were there towards right before he left San Diego to go to the Buccaneers. San Diego was a terrible team, uh, but man, he was like the number one receiver you would pick for fantasy football. Yeah, like I, I, I had I I, when I I don't play fantasy football anymore, but when I did, he was I had him on my team multiple years, and I had I, he was always one of my early picks. Yeah, yeah he's a good choice. He was always productive. Because you know Phillip Rivers was going to throw it to him. Those, man, I can't – if that team would have had a solid offensive line and a defense, Phillip Rivers, Antonio Gates, and Vincent Jackson, I can't believe they didn't make an AFC championship game. It's so weird to me. But at the same time, during their prime, when Phillip Rivers, Antonio Gates, and Vincent Jackson were in their prime, Brady and Manning were going at it. And so it's it's hard to get past it's hard those, to yeah elevate to past, get to those teams or yeah. get past them. And also that was during the prime of Ravens defense with with Ray Lewis and uh, the the uh, Ed Reed and and things like that. Like that it, it, and the AFC was very competitive back then. So it was they just didn't have a good enough defense. They never had a good defense. You know, the, it, it's it's crazy to think that Philip Rivers, LaDainian Tomlin, Tomlinson, Vincent Jackson and uh, Antonio Gates were all on the same team and never Man. made never made it past the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> Some teams are just cursed that way, you know, like It's what they the, say though. Defe- does that chalk up to defense wins championships because they never had a solid defense? Yeah, you know? I mean, they had they? Antonio Cromartie, who was great. I mean, I I equate that Comparison back to or not Antonio Cromartie. What's the guy? Uh, the the defensive back. His number was twenty one. For he was the only good, def- really good defensive player that that San Diego, which they're not San Diego anymore, but the Chargers ever had up until uh, uh, Bosa. Oh fuck! He was a defensive back. Was it Antonio Cromartie? I think it was. Was that yeah. was Cromartie? Yeah. Was. was that his name? But yeah, like you said, defense wins championships. They never had a really elite defense, and we not, I can we compare that friend. back to my my Sooners. We, you can have Mark Andrews, you can have Hollywood Brown, you can have Ceedee Lamb, you can have Baker Mayfield, all on the offensive side of the ball. But if you don't have a defense, yep. there's not much you can do about winning a playoff game and winning a championship. So, yep. but we need our friend Ty James here to kind of tell us he's always grown up a Chargers fan. Yeah, he's kind of bounced around between the 49ers Allegedly. charges. Yeah. <laughs> but this year, the NCAA Division I men's basketball tournament will be different and will look different and will feel different. Going to be weird playing in one location for the entire, entire tournament. 67 teams 
in one spot. How do you think this is going to unfold? I, I think they're taking a page out of the NBA's book. It was successful for the NBA, but at the same time, this is way more teams than the NBA has. Yeah, I mean, this is this is going to be fun. <laughs> I'm excited. I mean, it's gonna, it's I, actually going to happen versus I, last year. I think because of the location, like think about it, teams aren't having to be jet-lagged playing in multiple locations, exactly. right? I think, honestly, this is kind of what we were talking about, like what we want to happen with like the NFL expanding teams is like you have like a – a team that is up and coming, but probably not picked to win. I think all playing at the same location, there's going to be a lot of upsets. So for those that fill out their bracket every year, oh, it's going to be the year, most right difficult don't, 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 bracket. Don't fill out time. your bracket this year is all I can say if you're doing it for money. Right, all the games are going to be played in Indianapolis. <sighs> I'm telling you, think you, that's man. a good location for ba- for think, the tournament. I think you got to just. I mean, it's, it, that's the. Fun. Are the are, if they're playing in the Pacers State. Uh, Pacers Arena, which I think they are. Uh, that's a great arena. Great history I mean, behind that arena. Um, yeah, it's. Not, I, I'm not against it. Like I think you, as somebody that maybe not really watches basketball all the time, you're like, okay, I want it in the, like maybe maybe the Staples Center or in Madison Square Garden or someplace like like let's have it all together. But that that arena, which I'm assuming it is the Pacers Arena. Well, that state alone is basketball to exactly. the T. Exactly. Historically, that's, is that, that is was basketball my second point I was going to make. Like, yes, it's perfect for that. Yeah. Um, that's where I'm pretty sure that's where the basketball Hall of Fame is. That entire stage is basketball crazy. So oh, that's about, awesome. Talk about the Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight. Nah. Throwing well, chairs in your face. Selection Sunday is March 14th. At it, it, 6 p.m. It's going to be weird, right? Like, Well, just looking at some of the brackets and some of the predictions right now, I mean, it really like – you, like you said, Justin, there are, there are a lot of setups right now for upsets. Right. Uh, just by looking at the pre-brackets right now. Um, I'm telling you, don't bet on this year's NCAA. But, just don't do it. But it's fun. That's the it fun is. Part. It is fun. It is fun. It is fun. D- go ahead and fill your bracket out I for am. fun. I'm but excited. Don't put money on it. I'm gonna put twenty. You know what I'm excited about? Texas, Texas Tech all the way twenty. The Big Twelve. <laughs> you done lost. The Big Twelve potentially will have uh, the second well, most teams out of any conference. Well, that's I, what's crazy. Last time I checked you here, I don't see any them on here. No, nah, they <laughs> they were good. They were good many many years ago. I know, they but have. they're not there no more. But Tech is up and coming in basketball. Oh, Tech, crazy. Oklahoma, Oklahoma is ranked you, higher than any team say, in the Big Twelve right you now. Can't say Tech. Besides it's, Baylor, it's the whole Big Twelve right now, man. Baylor, dude, is God. legit, and Vaughn's brother plays yeah. for Baylor. Yeah, I mean, Big Twelve is just ridiculous. It, it, it's it's sad to think that because uh, there were there when we were in high school when we were soft, uh, sophomore to seniors in high school, A and M was killing it in 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 the tournament. They you know yeah they, they had they, some really good teams back then. But I remember yeah they they just aren't there anymore. I mean even like like right now I'm looking North Carolina they're, in, they're right now they're per, projected to be in Region One. They're at a 11 seed. They're not even in the top 25 right now. And they're you know dropping. That? Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. But and, they're North Carolina, and it's like okay, let's think. Let's think about like here's it, what, what I'm getting at. This is going to prove my point. Uh, let's just think of the the biggest names in college basketball. Where's Kansas? Kansas Lawrence, is Kansas. 
Where? Where are they? They're ranked 23 right now. Okay. Uh, so they're still relevant. North Carolina's ranked what? They're not even ranked right now. Not at North Carolina. Mm. Duke. They're not ranked. Not ranked either. Georgetown. Uh, Not ranked. Not ranked. Kentucky. Not ranked. Not ranked. Um, Let's think uh, 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 the the Wolves. Wolverines? Uh, No, 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 no. UConn? Uh, UConn. Connecticut. Uh, Villanova's ranked number 10. Gonzaga. Gonzaga's ranked number one. Gonzaga's still number one. Florida. Um, not ranked. We're not ranked. Uh, UT, UT number twelve. Okay. Um, Oklahoma number nine. Boomer Sooner. That's insane to me. That's insane. Just won some big games this but year. But that—that's what I'm saying. Like every, how many times did you guys say not ranked? Yeah. And those were the teams you yeah. think of when you think Final Four. Exactly. You know, I'm pissed off because OU and Texas today got postponed, which. We took it the first game. I just love beating the hell out of them in any sport. Tennessee. Throw that in there. Where's Tennessee at? Tennessee's number 19. I was going to say they always have good basketball. In Tech, okay, you're a Tech alum, a Tech fan. How do you think Tech's going to do this year in the tournament? You think they're going to maybe get to the Sweet 16? What is their ranking right now? Uh, Okay, so right now. They're number 15. So they're in Region 1 right now. Uh, They're... Well, right now they're currently at four. I bet, I bet they get sweet. They're probably 16. they're probably dropping. But here's here's what this might get them through. Right now, if they say if it started today, they would play Toledo, which oh god, never heard of Toledo really play a good game. And then you got USC and then Western Kentucky, which I still don't think that's a good matchup. I think we could get through there. But then here's the thing on the other side. This is where, okay, Gonzaga is in there, but here's also a, a, a killer. They got LSU at eight. Where's Syracuse at? Syracuse is. I bet they're in there. You know what? I don't think I saw them, bro. No, they're, they're not, not in there. Yeah. Uh, Illinois but, is ranked five. Weird. But Yeah, Illinois. Where, uh, you, where, what about Villanova? Villanova's 10. 10. Okay. Pitt? Pitt. Don't see Pitt not in there. Pitt's not in there. Okay. But Virginia, you know, so Virginia I've, won I it against up, Tech, and they're kept, seven. I've not kept up with college basketball so, in a couple of years. So I'm here's, just going off of, like, here's, here's past. The way, the way I look at it is like this. I I mean, I, I know whenever Tech played LSU in the uh, SEC Big 12 Challenge, LSU was a pretty fucking good team. Right. So I could actually see LSU beating Gonzaga, and then – Tech having a match with LSU again, and I don't know. You know what pisses we me barely, off? We barely we won on we won on the, big the, five. the, the, the late mistakes they made. At yeah. the end of, but the whole game, they dominated us. You Tech had a chance to win. If they didn't kick the fucking ball out to the <laughs> past right. the three-point line in the corner, but, I mean, he would have just went up and made the goddamn layup. He was wide open, but he kicks it out. Isn't it would have won the game. Isn't it just fucking irritating? That they win a national championship and their goddamn basketball teams in the top ten. <sighs> like Alabama. I, I hate Alabama. That's so another much. surprise this year. In That's basketball. very weird. Yeah, they're usually but, and, not. And we in beat there. Alabama. Oklahoma beat but Alabama. Here, so here's, but here's, fuck you, elephants. Here, here's my here's my eye opener. Still, this is going to be my eye opener. This I is agree. this is my 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 green. If I had to put money on anybody right now, who Houston? Houston to, to not, win it all. Yeah. 
Dude, they are fucking Fly slam a jamma back in the day. So ju- just judging as a as a college basketball fan, but I haven't watched college basketball really. I've watched Final Four every year. I always watch that. But like really kept up with it. I haven't kept up with it in years. I'm going to tell you right now. You can't bet against a program that's always there. And so like yeah. uh, Gonzaga. I can't, I, I can't do it with Gonzaga, man. I really like I, the I just there, just the but... history. Like, you know what I mean? Like every team that you guys just showed me that's in that top five, it's somebody that's not been there other than Gonzaga. And I'm like, oh, okay. Who's been there? Who knows what to do? Gonzaga. The, and Villanova too, man. Villanova won it a couple years ago. Right. They're, I mean, they're, they're in the always top up there. Yeah, yeah. Villanova. But I'm saying and they're kind of. You can't bet against those teams that are always there. Right. But I'm, there's I'm, a team I'm looking at. Creighton is ranked number 13 right now. Creighton's pretty good, man. That's yeah, they are. I do think it will be. It wouldn't be like, yeah, I'm gonna pick Gonzaga as like a as like a, a safe bet, right? But um, I told y'all like. Don't don't bet money on this shit because there's always upsets. It makes me happy to see Duke eight and eight right now. I I grew up a Duke fan. That's, that's, that's tragic. Yeah, I'm sorry. I like. Poor Coach, I never I never was Coach a Duke K. fan. I, love Coach I, I I was more of a North Carolina guy. Uh, back, the only back college in the, day. the only college yeah. the Mamba would have went to. Coach K, man. What about I Kentucky, got, man? I uh, fuck Kentucky. You guys never followed Kentucky? No. No. You know who went to Kentucky? They're they're six and thirteen Superman. this year. Superman. Six and thirteen. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Second stint with the Lakers. Hey, you Boom. know what? He got a championship out of it. Though. He did. Yeah. Give me. Give How me productive was he last year? I mean, he was not a bad backup. I really thought, personally, I th- I feel like they should have started him over Javale McGee because defensively, Dwight Howard, or excuse me, offensively, Dwight Howard, nobody rebounds. Even to this day, I think he's one of the best. Uh, True centers, true centers, yeah. To 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 be uh, to crash or not the offensive boards, but the defensive boards. Like nobody can defensive rebound. Like yeah, that. I would agree. His frame is so, just like uh, fucking I, I unreal. I think I think they picked Javale McGee for the offensive capabilities, but Dwight, man, he just crashes the board on defense. And so, yeah, I I, I really kind of rather them start Dwight than Javale McGee. But I think I think Dwight's got a lot of uh, personal issues. I think there's a lot of Things going on in social media that probably has affected him. And Aaron's um, jumping up and, and down. And I was right. I called it. Didn't I say it? <laughs> no school the rest of the week. I, fuck you. Joseph knew it. No, I he can't did. bump He was you. 50-50 in the kitchen. I was 50-50. But he was closer I was than I so, was. So, yeah, we're recording this but on... Yeah, uh, apologize to Joseph now. I'm apologizing to you. You said yeah, that Joseph. we would... Joseph was kind of unsure, but you, my friend, were I, I said I said in. I was pretty sure of it because of how like that I that shit's gonna melt, right? And then it's gonna freeze over. Uh, James and uh, Aaron are both teachers, so they were betting who gets off tomorrow. And James was like, "No, oh, we're gonna have school." Aaron's like, "No, we're not." I was kind of like, "Well, judging from how I was out working in it earlier, <laughs> once so and I and so here's the thing: like I worked in it, I worked in the snow, and then I got off, and then I shoveled my driveway." which was snow on top of ice because it snowed on top of snow. It's only supposed to be 24 tomorrow. Right. The roads are going to be iced over. Uh, I didn't see a single city truck out on the streets. The city does the streets like Western Georgia, Washington. They do things like that. Text does the highway. The highways are fine. Uh, they're going to, they're going to get those, but this, this impacts basketball for us, Aaron and I, we had our last game scheduled tomorrow. And now we won't get to play. But we were we didn't make the playoffs. Called it. 
So it was a consolation game, which we're okay for the most part. It kind of does suck, but for the kids, it sucks. (laughs) For us, we're just like, eh. We're a point away from getting in the playoffs. I wouldn't be but. surprised. That means to me, Brianna's probably not going to go to work tomorrow, but that's that's a different thing. If that's you own a snowblower in Amarillo, Texas, you're an asshole. What? That, can we talk about that? I know I know this is a sports podcast, but here's the thing. So we're recording this on February 17th. If you are living a fucking hole, you don't know what's going on. But, but hey, other if, you're that, a, if you're in Lebanon... Hey. <laughs> Lebanese. Hey, what's the temperature in Lebanon? I'd rather be there right now, probably. But uh, uh, that, that's up. an Come inside on. joke from our main podcast, Bomb City Locker Room Talk. But uh, for the hype, you know, we where the fuck was I going with that? We I'm we sorry. live in a I'm region sorry. where we don't get a lot of accumulation snow wise, so we just it's noticed been, it's been crazy cold, few, like the past few days. Just driving around, there are people. Who invested in snowblowers. And it's like, okay, I get it. Like, I went outside today, and I didn't get to go to the gym today, and I was kind of disappointed in that. But I did have to shovel my whole driveway, and because of what I was getting at was like, it uh, it snowed on top of snow. It was a fucking pain in the ass to shovel. Because I had to get Brianna. I'm assuming she was going to have to go to work, so I was like shoveling all that shit. And it was difficult. But on my way home... I passed like three houses where dudes were just out there with fucking snowblowers. How much is an average, <laughs> on average, how much is a decent snowblower? A lot. A lot. Like at least a, almost a grand, right? Close oh, to 500 to uh, a grand? They can get up there in price. And it's just, it's like, to me, it's a waste of space within a shed where you could have. You use that fucking thing like twice a yeah, year, maybe? I mean, maybe? Maybe? Maybe That's there weird. are some years that we ne- we don't get any snow whatsoever. It's like okay, great, you, your snowblower worked today, but you know what? My my shovel cost twelve ninety nine. And exactly, <laughs> they didn't really need the snowblower. There wasn't that much accumulation to where they needed to. I mean, it was bust a, that thing out. It was a it was a pain in the ass to shovel the driveway because it was like I okay I cleared all the fluffy stuff right right, but then I had to clear all the ice out, and that's where it got the that's where the work came in. So I get it, but once, but at the same time, those guys that are using snowblowers, if they really wanted to clear their driveway, they're going to have to get a shovel out. Hey, man, I could see all of these teams going to Indiana for this tournament, get <laughs> snowed in the hotel, and be fucked. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the whole, the, the crazy thing is... It's like, unpredictable. Uh, as we live in Texas, we think it's just hitting us. The whole United States, a lot of the U.S. has been hit with inclement weather yeah i don't see it i don't see it going away anytime soon i mean well i mean we're gonna get we'll be fine next week because we're getting 60 degree weather but a lot of these northeastern yeah they're gonna get hit eventually i mean april 5th is the uh the championship the ncaa tournament maybe it'll be snowing there who knows but it, it has really derailed a lot of plans but i'm not complaining about it derailing school that's fine with me Still getting paid, so whatever. True. Money. What's up next? Penny, 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 penny doll. So I just wanted to touch briefly on the way too early top twenty-five of college football. For college. Yeah. Um, Y'all are gonna hate me. You know, we all have our our. Um, so go our thoughts go on, go on who we believe are, are are no, not really, de- deserving, I guess, of being in the top five, the top, the top ten, but. Real quick before we get into this, read off the top twenty-five AP poll or coaches poll that posted at the end of the year. 
Who who are our top twenty five going into next season? Right as it stands right now. Okay, so at twenty five we have the Miami Hurricanes. Two thousand twenty record, they were eight and three. I think they should be higher than twenty five personally. And then we have the Liberty Flames at twenty four. That's weird. <laughs> They're a group of five, aren't they? Yes. Liberty Flames. They they were ten and one last year. They had a great season. I think they they upset somebody. Was it? Um, was it Iowa State, maybe? They're the Appalachian State of 2020, is who Liberty Flame are. Well, they, they got a really big um, transfer, hear, Malik when Wills. I, when I hear Liberty Flames, I think of like the New York Liberty, the WNBA team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> I think this is really powered by the transfer that they just got. They got a, an Auburn quarterback that's supposed to be highly touted. Which it's like, okay. He led he led the FBS in rushing with 944 yards and accounted for 34 total touchdowns. So they're at 24, 23 Coastal Carolina. They went 11 and 1 last year, 8 and 0 in the Sun Belt. They actually had a really nice season. Not they're they're up and coming and that's that's good for that program. They had a, a couple upsets as well. So they're at, they're at 23. I, I like to see these group of 5 teams get some love in the top 25. And then we've got Penn State at 22. And and they were 4 and 5 this year. So Joe Paw is rolling <sighs> over in his grave somewhere. That's such a flagship university. It's oh, a, dude, it's a, it's historical. It, it could. That's debatable whether or not it could be a blue blood. But I hate to, I hated to see that that university just because of take Joe, the turn they just did. because of Joe Paw. You know what I mean? Just because of him turning and his back to been, what was going there's on. There's been great players that have came out of Pitt. You know, like uh, Larry Fitzgerald, who just retired. Uh, Lashawn well, McCoy, well, Penn, Penn State. Oh, I thought you are not Pitt. Excuse me, uh, Penn State. Uh, Lashawn McCoy came out of Penn State. Um, uh, our our guys. Uh, um, fuck, I, I just to me they're that. linebacker university uh, like Saquon Barkley. Remember Miles um, Sanders? What was his name? Aaron Paul Pozlowski back in the day. You know the, the the factory that Penn State used to be in linebackers. They would always produce badass linebackers, yeah. Yeah. but he's one that stands out to me. Uh, being a, a really good... Yeah, I think the most notable Penn State players are Saquon and uh, Miles Sanders. At 21, we have the Texas Longhorns. Should be lower. Boo. Much lower. Out of contention, in Boo. my opinion. I follow them closely because they are our biggest and most hated rival. And if you're a huge fan of any sport, you know about your rival. You know what they have, what they're projected to do, and I believe Texas next year, they have a chance to be really good. They have the talent. On paper, they've got a really talented squad, but they are replacing the nucleus of that team, which is at quarterback. And Casey Thompson is most likely going to get the nod at quarterback this year. How do you think he's going to do? So here's the thing. Like, I was joking. I was half, I was half joking. I think they're kind of lower than I think they're going to eventually end up, obviously. Um, I hate them, but I think 21 is a little bit too low for them, personally. Right. They're losing Joseph Osai on the defensive side of the ball. They're losing, losing I think that's Caden why. Stearns. I think the big defensive losses, it's not just the it's not just the Ellinger bullshit, which overrated is shit. I think we can all agree with and that. And Sarkeesian oh. coming in, I think he's going to be the spark that they need to get over the hump offensively <laughs> because they have not been a, a productive you're, offensive you're, team. You're reminding me. Hug it. Hug it, chug it, football. <laughs> but you know what? I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty upset that Tom Herman is no longer there. I love that guy. 
That's sarcasm, ladies and gentlemen. He's a fucking tool, and he couldn't beat us, which I love that part. But at 21, you have UT. Fuck them. I hope they, uh, hope they fall out of rankings one of these days. But objectively speaking, they might be pretty decent. I think that's low for them. And with Casey Thompson, I think the, he's I, mobile. I, I, he's, see the, I see them in. I see them ending next season 14. Yeah, his son is a, is a traitor. I mean, it, Casey Thompson. <laughs> Casey Thompson's father. Where I'm going with this is his father used to be an OU quarterback, and now he's he's with. UT, his son, so we'll see how they do. Uh, LSU at number 20, they're 5-5 five and five last year. Yeah, they, they, they fell off, you know what fell I mean? Fell off. And uh, yeah. I, I don't think Farmer Friend's going to get them back. I don't, I don't know. You know they're, they're one of those teams that always Do you, do you think his job is the on talent. the line? They always have if the they, talent. If they finish 500 or below, do you think? Do you think uh, Definitely, I do. I, I, I think his time is getting called. I think if they go five and five again, there's going to be some coaching changes there at LSU. Roll Tide, what? Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> at number nineteen, we have another group of five: the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. And I think a lot of reasons why these group of fives are breaking in the top twenty-five is because didn't have the Pac-12 yep. most of the season, didn't have the Big Ten most it's, of the season. This is the twenty-twenty effect that we're seeing in these polls, right? So. Louisiana, they were ranked ten and they were they were ten and one last year. They're ranked number nineteen going into this year. The way too early poll. I mean, like I said before, I like to see these group of five teams get some love, but I don't think they're going to remain that high. That number nineteen is pretty high for a group of five like Louisiana. At eighteen, we have Ole Miss. They were five and five last year. Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin. All of you guys are Lane Kiffin fans, right? Hmm, okay. <laughs> Uh, he's a douche. I mean, fuck yeah! Like every, <laughs> thank you, Aaron. Like every time I like, every time I, look, I just want to punch the fuck out of him. Like, <laughs> like what, what, like, what was it? Uh, the Hangover? God. Was it the part two where he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but your fucking face, man. I just want to punch the fuck, fuck out of it. Right? Exactly. Like he just, God damn! I just, I, I really despise Link. I just do. I mean, I he, despise the dude. He's I, a good coach. No. He no, fuck Ole him. Miss in, in their first year, they had a chance. If they had a defense, they could have fuck pulled off the upset against Alabama, could have beat Florida. Didn't happen. I feel like offensively, in offensive mind, he's a good coach. But as a CEO, head coach, not so much. And it's going to show, just like you remember all the Tennessee days, back when he took over Tennessee, it was a dumpster fire. But we'll see what, what he can do with Ole Miss next year. At number 17, we have Wisconsin, the offensive lineman factory. I think, yeah, that's a good way to word them. Yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. they, they, you know, they crank those fuckers out like every year, man. Those cheese There's curd always some, eating motherfuckers, <laughs> just some gravy sweating sons of bitches, dude. They they crank those out every fucking year of the top ten, and they the just NFL can't. All, they can never win the Big Ten, though. I don't have any faith in them winning the Big Ten. They can't get a quarterback. They they got all the people in the world to protect well, them. They've got a prehistoric <laughs> offense. Right. It's 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 like the Ron Dane days where they would just hand the ball off to their running back and let <laughs> him do all the work. Cheese <laughs> curds. At sixteen, Florida Gators, they were eight and four this year. Kyle Trask had a great game against the Sooners <laughs> in the Cotton Bowl, didn't he? They they they're weird, right? Because like on on paper, they look phenomenal. Right. Uh, on game day, it's hit or miss. 
they are like the Kellen Mond of college football programs, Last or Jalen year. Hurts of college football programs. They just you don't know who's what team's going to show up, and they're in a they, hot, they the, could either blow. Florida's weird; they could blow out a team by forty points or get their ass kicked by thirty five. It's fucking weird. They're in a hotbed of recruiting down there in Florida. Florida and Texas are the two uh, biggest and most prevalent as far as recruiting and the caliber of recruits in, in a single state, those two states hold the title, but Florida they're, they're either, either mediocre or they're really, really, really good. But recent years, when you know, they've fallen when off. They're good. They're great. You know, they played us. We played them when A&M played them last year. We got the good side of Florida. We barely beat them by three points. Um, and then, then their poor play later in the season was kind of like why A and M I feel like got snubbed because they were like, oh, their their only really really big win was against Florida, but Florida, Florida was highly was so, ranked at the time. Florida was so inconsistent towards the later half of the season. So yeah, I mean, I, I kind of fuck like Dan Mullen, their head coach. He's <laughs> yeah. a clown, making excuses after he gets his ass whooped in the Cotton Bowl. All right, number fifteen, Notre Dame. Get him the <sighs> fuck out. They're number I just, fifteen. They, they need it. That I am so sick and tired of them. Like they they move conferences once they put them in a conference where they actually have to play somebody. Sun Belt. It's happened twice, right? <laughs> well, not even that. I mean, it's just, not even that. Like you don't even have to put like put them put them somewhere where where they. I I'm just fucking fed up with Notre Dame. I, I'm I so think we I don't all get are. It. Like I just I I don't get I I've grew I grew up I grew up as a I grew up as a fucking Notre Dame fan all my life, and I always man and it's it's like oh, yeah 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 and then you get to the big game and you just crumble well, crumble. The thing is, is they don't have they don't have the talent to match with the top tier of college football right now. They don't have the talent. They don't have the talent on the offensive side of the ball and the defense. They have they have elite talent at certain positions, but overall, they have not evolved gonna, offensively to really compete. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. Their offense is is no. just prehistoric. No, it, no. they are not effective on the offensive no. side of the ball. It is a fucking coach. Get rid of Kelly. Fucking hate him. Well, yeah. Thank you. I mean, there has to be a coaching change for the philosophy to change. That's so, yeah, I agree with that. That's, that's, I think they have it. I think they have the you team. Think, you think they have the talent? I think they just got terrible play calling. Terrible. I think Brian Brian is a fucking re- stupid idiot. <laughs> just like Lane Kiffin. Him, them two can go fuck each other. With Chip Kelly. Fuck them all. Yeah, exactly. Because I just... It, yeah, fuck Chip I Kelly. I think they got the team. <laughs> for different reasons, got, but yeah, but fuck him. I think Kelly just... I, it, God, dude, I just want to fucking punch him. Like, he's a terrible play calling. It would be different. Like, okay, let's compare them to uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma gets to those games nah, and they, fuck Oklahoma they they compete a little <laughs> bit. They crumble. But on the offensive side of the ball, you've got to have an offense. You've got to score points to be able to compete with Clemson, Ohio State, but, Alabama. You've got to have the offense. And they have never had the offense. It's just, and and it, go, it boils down to the coaching. boils I, down I, to – because look, I mean, I mean, look at, I mean, but they I, want to be so damn traditional. That's but, the problem with Notre Dame. They yeah, always want to be traditional in everything man, they look do. At Saban, man, I mean, I know Saban's been doing great, and he got, yeah, I know he got badass players, but he took one guy in this on the in the in the final game and made him a fucking star, and it was simple. It was a Skim, simple, yes, the scheme. But this, your scheme has got to fit the players you have. And it, man, I just, I don't. know. 
I agree. Okay, moving on. Number 14, Washington. They're, they were 3-1. and one. Fuck the Pac-12. Irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. Let's keep going. Uh, number 13, Oregon. Fuck the Pac-12. They were 4-3 and three <laughs> last year, and they made it to the Pac-12 championship. Who did they play? Nobody. The Pac-12 Nobody. has fallen off so far, man. Yeah, they they're, just, not, they're not a good conference. USC anymore. used to be the pinnacle of college football. Not anymore. Oh, ever since that coach decided to go to coach the Seahawks and not run it on in the Super Bowl, and then and then <laughs> and then Matt Leinhart found out he liked beer and titties, which we all do more, and and Reggie Bush, you know that that was it. That was it for them. That was Remember when Leinhart got named the starter in Arizona? Oh yep. My God, was everyone bad. was like, "Oh, they we're gonna have a fresh new start." After the Kurt Warner days. Okay, just like when Brady Quinn became the starter in fucking Cleveland. How'd that work out for you? Not so well. Well, they're both on the same college show every day on CBS, so there you go. <laughs> hey, at least Liner won a Heisman, I guess. All right, number 12, we got the Iowa Hawkeyes. Iowa's one of those teams. They're like Wisconsin. They're like Notre Dame. They, they can be good every once in a while, but they cannot compete with Middle of the, the road, elite. middle of the road. I break it up into tiers. Tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four. I think they're, they're tier, tier three. three. They're tier three. Tier three program. They're just they, they always have solid offensive line play, solid defensive line play. They just really can't match up skill wise with a lot of these teams and the depth that they have isn't comparable. So at eleven, Cincinnati, and I was so pissed off with Cincinnati that they couldn't pull it out versus Georgia. All they needed was a first down. Holy shit. Couldn't get the fucking first down. They were good though. They were good. You know what? What showed me a lot of respect too was, I guess it was the one. There were one of the receivers. I can't remember his name, but you know the you know Georgia's out there doing their celebration, and he's standing at the at the at the end zone. Yeah, just watching, just watching. Yeah, and I'm like, that goes to show, like, let it all in because next year I'm, this shit ain't happening again. Like, I love to see shit like that, and that's why I think that you know. Didn't Tariq Hill do that at the Super Bowl? Tariq, he was standing there watching. Probably. Watching Tampa Bay celebration. I think he was the only one left on the field. Did you hear about that, Joseph? No. It's just like, you know, I just when I think about that, I think about when Kobe, whenever Boston beat him, he put that. Uh, Why was Tyreek? Like he just didn't want to leave. No, I know. Did. I know he was an alumni. We're talking about the. Like, we're talking about the Cincinnati player who stayed to watch just, Georgia just, celebration. Watch it, it's see, like motivation it's for next year. Oh, okay, yeah. It's just like with Kobe whenever he got beat by the Celtics. Yeah, he stayed on the court. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he and then he put the uh, then he put a cut out of the whatever the flyer whatever that showed you know the beat and then next year they won. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's you know you see that shit, you're like that one it only takes that one dude. I sometimes I think that. What it really sometimes, does. sometimes, yeah. Kobe is badass, so he can, he can do anything. Number ten, we've got Indiana, the Hoosiers. They, that's what happened to their quarterback at the end. Michael Penix. Um, Did he get hurt? Because that dude was a pretty. Badass. They lost to Ole Miss in the bowl game. Uh, he was a really good quarterback. Well, he was yeah, pretty he got badass. He they played in that game without him, okay. but they still competed even without without him and with a you know backup quarterback. They have the potential to be pretty good next year. They surprised me. They, I think, didn't they beat Penn State? They had one of those signature wins early in the season. But number nine, USC. Who? <laughs> so here's here's an example of a team that is ranked far too high because of their prestigious past, in my personal opinion. That is way too high. 
for the quality of opponent that they play every year. I don't know. What do you think, James? I I think they're ranked so high because they're returning like 16 starters. That's fine. But but at the same time, who does USC play? It's it's like we said, Pac-12, man. Yeah, the Pac-12, man. They're just they're so down. They've I'm, been down for I the don't past get, five. I eight don't years. understand why they're in the top ten. That makes literally no sense to me. Well, at number eight, we have the Iowa State Cyclones, and they're returning 22 starters. Okay, here's the thing. Iowa State, now to play devil's advocate, which you said, okay, USC, they're returning all the starters. You feel like they're ranked so high because of that. But Iowa State, man, that, in my opinion, was the second-best team in the Big 12 last year. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they made it to the championship game with Brees Hall, Brock Purdy. They're, they're a solid, they, they solid team. They are the second-best team behind OU right now, in my opinion. And Charlie Kolar – at tight end, I'm so mad because that kid is a Norman kid, and he went to college in Iowa instead of staying home. But they are a threat to every Big 12 team next next year. And in Oklahoma, we we have them at the end of the season. I wish that was at the beginning of the season, man. But it's gonna it's gonna suck if we lose to them at the end of the season. That, I think that makes for a inter- more interesting game. As a fan from the outside looking in, I'm looking forward to that. Because typically, when you when you have a prestigious game like that between one and two of a conference, you if you lose, you want to have some time. You know, get you ready. Know, time gone by where you can meet them again in the conference championship game, and you can you know make your way up the poles. Make your adjustments. But I don't know. Late in the season, that's going to be a tricky one. It's in Norman, so we have home field advantage. We've lost only six times in twenty years at home, so hopefully. Hopefully we can pull that one out. They're going to be a tough team, though. Number eight. Number seven, North Carolina. Number you seven. got to see North Carolina play your Aggies. So their quarterback's going to enter the draft, isn't he? Or no, he was a junior. He was a junior. He's going to be back this year, right? Isn't he? I'm not sure if he's going to be back. I don't, Sam think, Howell, I don't think he declared. I think Sam Howell. I is, yeah, I think he's going, to, he's going to return. Yeah. If he returns, they're going to maintain their presence. They That is a team that's very underrated. I I think it all really hinges upon uh, around his quarterback play. I really do. He was a solid quarterback, and they, man, they had that game under control against against A and M. They lost it late, the, but until the second half started, and they had a lot I of was, starters out. I was nervous, and it was all because of his play. Yeah, he's they, a phenomenally underrated quarterback. If he didn't, I don't think he did declare for the draft. I think no, he, he's coming back. Yeah, he's coming back, and if he doesn't, man. I could see that team finishing in the top five. They're losing their top two rushers, Michael Carter and Javante Williams. But Michael Carter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> MC. Oh, not that one. <laughs> Number six, Texas A&M. So here's, here's my thing. A&M's outlook, I, I feel like they – obviously they were snubbed from the playoffs, in my personal opinion. Uh, I know you disagree with that. I think you feel like they were placed where they need to be. The pre-coaches poll – and everything like, or the preseason poll, I feel like they're definitely snubbed. I feel like we should be number four, but I can see why we got number six. Um, it's all really th- this, this, this season or this ranking is going to depend on two fact or three factors. Number one, Jimbo Fisher's play calling. He really, I, I'm sold on Jimbo Fisher. I think he's the best quarter, or excuse me, the best coach that AM has had uh, in the last probably 15 years. I would agree with that. Probably, I mean, I really like Sumlin, but he's in he, the beginning. I, I'll say this: I think he's the best coach coach A and M has had since Slocum. Um, but 
it's going to depend on his play calling. He did make some very foolish play calls, and I think that's number one. Number two is our defense. Can our defense maintain? Um, we have a guy named uh, – oh, what is his name? Hang on. Sorry. Uh, that's, that's coming back. Uh, our defensive line. A defensive end? No, 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 no. Hang on. Uh, he's a tackle. Oh, God. I Shamar Turner. I had to pull up. Where'd it go? Tomense Adili. Any, anyway, our, our, I think our defense is, is absolutely key. Um, getting after the quarterback. That's been ever since Von Miller, Miles Garrett, the days. Our pass rush has been very, very – ever since we went to the SEC, the pass rush at A&M has been very high caliber. And I think that's that I has agree. that has to continue. I think that they will make the playoffs. I, the, and I, th- I think there could be an Oklahoma and A&M the matchup. third factor in doing that to finishing, I think they have the capacity. Uh, it's going to be twofold. One is ease of schedule. Our schedule is much easier than last year. Secondly, because be, come out already, it, it, it is out right now. Uh, I didn't, I didn't get the, the big the big thing about it is um, who's their priest? Who they well, got in the, the the big thing that I'm excited about finally, uh, or as opposed to last year, Alabama's at home. Um, but like it okay. goes, Kent State, Colorado, New Mexico, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Alabama, Missouri, uh, Carolina, by Auburn, Ole Miss, Prairie A and M, and LSU. Now here's the thing: we have some very our non conference games are shit. That could hurt us in the long run. Right. I, I, I mean, I think Colorado always has that little. But you have right, Alabama but, right. I think Colorado at right. Kyle Field. That, that's, 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 good th- that's one good thing. I think um, y'all are going to beat Alabama this and year. Then, but other than that, I think we have to win that game. And you have Otherwise, Auburn at home, too. Yeah, we, you, that's what I'm getting at. Can you scroll back Because down of our bit? non-conference games. Let's scroll down a little Because bit. of A&M's non-conference no, games, no. if they don't win that game against Alabama, they will not make the playoffs just because okay. of how easy this schedule is. And that's what I'm getting at. Jimbo okay. has to call good plays. The defense has to show up. And we're. I think it all really depends okay. on Haynes King, who's probably going to get the start, who was a big I, t- top five-star recruit. Right. We're going to get to finally see him now that Kellen Mond is declared for the NFL. I, I, I really think it's going to depend on those things. Jimbo's play calling. Our defense and Haynes King. Here, and got a we, favorable schedule. We, sure. it's, but that that's that can hurt us though. If here, we don't beat Alabama, we're not making that number four spot. Here's, here's the thing that I do like. Okay, scroll back down a little bit. Down the other way. Thank God you. damn. Shut up. Okay. So <laughs> what I do like. Okay. Okay. So you got the Colorado, which that could be a really good win, and I think that's going to be a, you know. That, I think that's a great one. All those games now, should be won. Yes. Other now than New Mexico, who gives two shits? But. That's terrible. This is what I re- this is what I really do like. Calvin. That's what I'm saying, man. No, hold on, motherfuckers. Like we're not playing Flo- we're not playing <laughs> Florida this year. Southwest I do, Classic. I do like the Arkansas and then Mississippi State. Arkansas is getting I better. Think, I think those two are good ways to get going for Alabama. I think that's a great way to start for A and M. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like I said, I agree with James. I think our team is capable of enough ah, of being okay. in the in the playoffs. But if we don't beat Alabama because of how easy this schedule is, if we don't beat Alabama, we're not going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, well. Uh, don't, wouldn't you agree? I, I, I won't. Yeah, you got to beat Alabama. You got to take I them. Just because because of how LSU has fallen off, I see that trend c- continuing. I, I think that coach you got to take get, care of the Alabama schools. I think, Auburn. I think you can do it. Crimson Tide. You got to take them. To, I saying, think this is the year. I, yeah, that's. A, I think we'll beat every team. Alabama's the one. They're coming to College Station. We have to beat that game. I think you can do and, it. And A and M's invested seventy five million into Jimbo Fisher. They better get on the 
high horse and, and win some big games soon. All right, number five, we've got Ohio State. Fuck Ohio State. Now, Ohio State, they're getting the, the best no, blue-chip recruits in the nation. It just seems like they, they're getting five-star after five-star. And, and You know, they're losing Justin Fields. They're losing Trey Sermon, former Sooner. But they're, they're, they're adding Jake Sawyer, Trevon Henderson, the, that really good uh, receiver, Amika Akuba. He's coming back. And they've got this guy named Kyle McCord, who is arguably supposed to ma- compete for the starting quarterback position. And then Jaden Bollard is a really solid receiver. So they're going to be up there again. They return six offensive starters and five defensive starters. They made it to the national championship. They're always one of those teams that's at in the playoff conversation. I mean, how do you feel about Ohio State next year? I'm just kidding. No, I just, I mean, the the whole quarterback thing is going to be, I mean, I know they always have somebody that's going to come up, you know, be fine. Defense is always pretty damn, you know, stacked and everything like that. I mean, they're always going to have a stacked team. I just. Their edge rushers within the past few years have been I mean, I, like I said, they, they got the, I think, you know, they got the whole short season shit like that and, uh, they're, they're 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 a beatable team. They are, man. They are a beatable team. They are. I I just I think in having that short season, kind of just let them just let them have it. I mean, they got to kind of stay healthy. So I don't know. That's just. I mean, they're always a powerhouse in the Big Ten, in college football in general. They're a blue blood, so they're going to be in the conversation for sure. We'll just see how how they break in a new quarterback and. and and see what happens from there. Number four, we have Georgia. Georgia was eight and two last year. They are returning their starting quarterback, JT Daniels. I don't know, man. They're they're one of those teams that it's been forty years since they've won a national championship. Forty long years, and they're due another chance to win one. I mean, they they did back in two thousand seventeen against Alabama, but choked. So we'll see what happens with them. They uh, they did get another five star quarterback as well, Brock Vandegrift, who flipped from Oklahoma to Georgia. Yeah, but they're they're one of those teams. Offensively, they're getting better. They're they're evolving. They are. And the, uh, defensively, they've always had the talent. Their running game on the offensive side of the ball also has been elite. So they're going to be in the conversation. And number three, we've got the Oklahoma Sooners, my university. They are coming off a nine and two campaign, Big Twelve champs, Spencer Rattler's first year. Um, we've got a lot of key pieces coming back, a lot of huge transfers that we got in the, the transfer portal. Uh, we got three Tennessee players, three Tennessee players that were starters last year. So I, I, the defense continues to improve. That's been our biggest Achilles heel with competing. You yawn, but I'm going to kick your ass because this is going to be the year. We've had the most talent on this team that we've had in in 20 years, so. I'm looking forward to this season. We've got Kennedy Brooks back, Mario Williams, freshman coming in, Caleb Williams, number one quarterback of the nation. He's going to be behind Spencer Radler. Uh, it's going to hurt losing Ronnie Perkins, Ramondre Stevenson, but we'll 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 recover with our transfers and, and guys that get, that are going to step up. So we'll see what happens, man. This is going to be a huge year. This is uh, 
This is going to be the time that we break this, break the, the curse, the twenty year curse. Hopefully, okay. Hopefully, at least win a playoff game. I'm calling it right now. We'll get in the playoffs. We'll win a playoff game. All right, number two, Alabama. <laughs> Should have put them number one, right? Yeah. I mean, they but deserve it. Shit, no one's knocked them off. We don't have to say much about Alabama. Alabama's Alabama, right? They've got the top talent in the entire nation. They're yep. going to be good. Yep. And then we got Clemson at number one. I don't really agree with this, but this is ESPN's rankings, and they've got Clemson up there at number one. Um, they've got that that freshman quarterback that's really talented coming in. Trevor Lawrence is off to the NFL. Travis Etienne's out to the NFL. That guy will never be a Trevor Lawrence. There will never be another Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. Mm-hmm. So they were 10-2 and two last year, made it to the playoff, got beat by Ohio State. They're just one of those perennial teams now that you've got to pay attention to because they're they're always solid. They always got the talent. They're arguably a blue blood now. I mean, within recent years, anyway. If you're going to count all of that, blue blood. Yeah, versus the long-standing history of the university and program. But those are the top way too early top twenty-five. I know it took a while, but we well, got through it. Here's the thing about you know spring football is on its way. Okay, probably in the next couple of weeks. A lot of programs start back in March. Sometimes, usually after spring break, whatever they do. So, um, the more updates we get and everything like that, we'll make yep. sure. We're excited show. to cover spring football. Hopefully. Aaron and I are really big college football hopefully, guys. Hopefully, you know, we always say hopefully everything stays as normal as possible. Hopefully, you know, they'll have a good spring. Everything stays People, well, coaches and staff and athletes, they'll stay healthy. And uh, kind of maybe you'll know, start off next year somewhat on, normal on the normal side. Have a regular yeah. training camp yeah. and, and actually have yeah. all of the practices you're scheduled to have. Exactly. So and summer workouts too. Those are having important. to just you know, well, you know, just go on the fly like a lot of you know what happened this year. You know, with you know putting the you know Pac-10 and then the Big Ten and I mean Pac-12 and Big Ten and. You know, so on. They were just like, oh, oh, we can play now. I mean, it's like it was just on the run and shit, so. And I know Tech wasn't in this top 25, but do you think that they'll crack the top 25 this year? Nah. You don't think so? No, I don't think so, man. I I mean, mean, I'm a realist with this, man. I I just, if we can just finish with a decent record, I'll be happy. You know? If y'all can go eight and four, that'll be a success. Shit. That's that's hard right there, man, because. I mean, I'm just, I'm just realistic. Seven and six. I don't I'm just know. realistic, man. Because I mean, you got OU, you got OSU. I mean, goddamn, being the Oklahoma teams are always hard. And then, you know, with UT, you know, it's you had it, dude. You had it this year. I know. And had then, it in the bag. I mean, the Kansas teams, we we should be able to, you know, be okay with the Kansas teams. Did y- y'all beat Kansas State this year, didn't you? Or something? I think so. Was but it close? I think. Kansas State, man, and they're then, always you know, and then, solid. You know, you never you didn't, God, who, who knows? You never know with West Virginia. It's like they're really good or they suck. It's like there's really no in between with them. Right. And then, you know, TCU, since losing, you know, Sonny Cumbie, the OC, we'll see what, you know, Gary Patterson, what he comes together with. He's a know. really good defensive-minded coach. Yeah. But, so he'll hire someone. Well, that's what I'm saying. Hopefully those – and then uh, – you know, and then you, know, you got Baylor, man. You know, Baylor's always one of those. You know, they didn't have a the best, you know, start of this year with a new coach, but 
shit, they can always come back real yeah, quick. Yeah, they're they're always in the mix. Even when yeah. in their down years of, of recent, they've yeah. always been there. So we'll we'll keep an eye on them. I yeah, mean, exactly. We play them. Oklahoma plays them late in the year. I'm kind of nervous about that game. As oh, well. I think yeah, Baylor's always one of those that you've got to. You got to be ready, man. You have to. Because of how quick they can strike, their their offense is potent. You got to have a game plan put together that can stop them. But that being said, we're going to wrap this podcast up. We've given you a long podcast this time around. It's been a while since we've done the sports, so we we thought we we needed to give that to you guys, but we'll see you next time. As always, I'm James. I'm Aaron Pena. And Joseph has bounced. He had to leave, but We'll see you guys next time on Locker Room Hype.